Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Democrats have a black male problem. It is real. It is getting worse. And it's going to be a long time before they figure this out. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. What's going on, Problematics? A lot of interesting things are going on this week. And in this episode, um, I'm going to talk to a, a writer named Delano Squires, who I think is a really interesting um, black male conservative thinker, writer, uh, educator that's come onto the scene over the past you know, couple years. So I'm going to bring him on at the end of the show. And the reason why I'm bringing him on, you know, you've seen the title of the show, uh, Democrats have a black male problem right now. Uh, this is something that I think that they have wanted to ignore for a very long time. I think that it has been very easy for them, at least over the past, what, four and a half years since I've, you know, come out and started, uh, gotten into the conservative movement, became a Republican, went on the trail, became a conservative media commentator, et cetera, et cetera. I think that it was a problem that it was easy for them to ignore over the past couple of years. And I think that it was easy for them to say, okay, well, um, any black person that's conservative is, you know, obviously um, a self-hating Uncle Tom white supremacist who's getting paid by the RNC, right? That was their, this is how they explain uh, things that that they cannot understand, right? So there's a lot of that that's going on. But now I'm starting to see the tide shifting a lot. And there's a couple of things that are happening. First of all, there's a uh, a rapper named Killer Mike. Now, Killer Mike has become black guy, big, big guy, has become the sort of progressive icon because he was a, uh, a surrogate for Bernie Sanders. 
And that was when he became a hero of the left. And it's very interesting that he became one of the heroes of the left because this is a black guy who is not gay, uh, um, who is, you know, a stereotypically masculine guy, came from the hip hop community, right? So this is very interesting. And this is a, an intelligent thinker. I don't, obviously don't agree with him. He's practically a socialist if he was a surrogate for Bernie Sanders. But he has intelligent points. And so he's been making that circuit I, I think that you know he does the breakfast club and he's in and he does all the revolt summits and, and things like that things that are black oriented that have these you know black conversations right so killer mike is now being attacked by the left which i find completely fascinating because he went on charlemagne who hosts a show called The Breakfast Club, which is a very, very, very influential show on black culture. I've been trying to book The Breakfast Club for years, and I almost did it, and then it didn't happen, and then COVID happened, whatever, it'll happen one day. But, you know, outlets like The Breakfast Club, that's where you go to talk to black people, okay? And so Killer Mike, Charlemagne, the guy that has another show on Comedy Central, again, a show that I almost booked just has not happened yet. And he's getting a lot of flack from the left, um, because this is what he said, and this is an article from the Huffington Post, and this is, you know, this is going to give you some example of, of how unserious they are. The article's title is, this rapper is more dangerous than Kanye West, more politically dangerous than Kanye West. Um, written by a white dude, which is fascinating, but I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, and the, the subhead to this article is Killer Mike cozied up with Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Senate candidate Herschel Walker, allowing legitimacy, legitimacy to their campaigns in the black community. And I want to read you one quote from, from this. I, I just want to read you these two paragraphs. Very fascinating. During a recent appearance on Comedy Central's Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God, Killer Mike praised Georgia Governor Brian Kemp for, quote, running an effective campaign. He added that Kemp, quote, went to an all-black boys' school that's run by a conservative black man down in Albany, Georgia. Now, I know the um, person that runs the school. His name is King Randall. Uh, the school's called the X School for Boys. And he's somebody that he's like, I'm not going to get into politics, yet he's conservative-leaning, but he's like, I'm all about these boys. I'm all about creating this school. If you are about helping me in this mission, you know what? Come one, come all. And so this is the thing. Uh, Brian Kemp was invited to this. Brian Kemp went to the school. Um, Stacey Abrams and, and all of these people, um, Warnock and all of those things, I know Randall. As a matter of fact, I should have Randall on this podcast. But all of those people have had an open invite to this school for black boys out in Albany. They decided not to come. That was their decision, right? And this is the funniest thing. Um, about this about this article is the next paragraph. And so this is what, what Killer... Uh, Killer Mike implied that Kemp's opponent in 2018 and this year, Stacey Abrams need to, needs to, quote, go everywhere Mr. Kemp went as if she's not leading in every statistical category among black voters. Now, this is the writer's words, right? And so the idea from this writer is that just because she is leading among black voters, she's already got them. She doesn't have to go out to anywhere uh, because she's already got them, right? This is the typical white liberal argument 
um, against black conservatives and for black Democrats. Well, they're already black, so they don't have to do anything because black people are already going to vote for them. That's what the polling says, right? First of all, and this is, again, this white liberal writer. And if this dude is like super light skinned or something like that, then I'm going to have to take this back. I'm looking at this picture. The picture is so tiny. Um, okay, so this dude, okay, so so I stand corrected. This dude is black. He's like Sean King black. Like, he's so light-skinned, you, you barely can tell that he's black by this little thing. But, okay, so I blew it up. Okay, so this is a black guy, right? Again, one of those Sean King, <laughs> Talcum X blacks. He's so light-skinned, I had to, like, lean in and squint to make sure that the man is black. Anyway, so this is what the guy says. Um, he continues to say that... He doesn't seem to understand that Abrams is of the black community. She doesn't need to visit the community she's a part of. So in this Huffington Post writer's words, just because Stacey Abrams is black, she ain't got to do nothing else. The only thing she has to do is be black and take black votes. She doesn't have to show up. She doesn't have to uh, affirm her support, you know, for the young black men that uh, the line, or excuse me, that um, King Randall is, is trying to teach us. He doesn't have to do anything at all uh, but be black. And this is what this guy writes. What he has done here is what makes him so dangerous. This is Killer Mike again. He's positioning himself as a black voice of reason instead of a shill for the Republican Party. So when Killer Mike spouts ridiculous claims implying that Abrams isn't doing enough black outreach, she's forced to answer despite it not being a concern. Okay, so really break this down. This black writer writing for a far-left platform, the Huffington Post, super far-left, right? I, they're so far-left, they're, they're about to be off a clip. It may as well be called the Karl Marx Post. And so the argument that this man, this black liberal, is making is not too different from the arguments that any that other liberals are making. And so the argument is always, this person is black, why does he, excuse me, Stacey Abrams is already black. She doesn't have to go anywhere. And any black person that criticized Stacey Abrams for not going anywhere because she's already black must be a show for the Republican Party um, instead of trying to do what is best for African Americans. And so the reason that people are sounding the alarm, look, Stacey Abrams is about to lose in Georgia. Um, I think that she's about to lose big. And I'm talking... We're talking seven percentage points at least. She's polling behind among black men. Um, 80, it was something like the Atlanta Journal-Constitution did a poll. I'm going to pull up these numbers right now because I have these numbers because I sent them out um, to a, in a pitch for an op-ed that I was thinking about doing. So this is an Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll. 82% of black women plan to vote for Abrams compared to just 74% of black men. One in black men voted Trump in 2020, um, and that number was up from 2016. So it's not only Stacey Abrams that has a problem, a black male problem. It's the Democrats uh, and liberals in general. This is just the one of the, the key races where races where this is this problem is going to reveal itself. And the reason why so many black men are, I think, you know, leaving. As a matter of fact, I'll get into that after the break. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back, Problematics. Okay. So what we got into the first segment was, you know, this ridiculous argument from the HuffPo writer that since Stacey Abrams is black, she doesn't have to visit black communities at all because she's already polling. Well, who cares? And then this black rapper, Killer Mike, has actually said, hey, look, you know, Brian Kemp showed up and Stacey Abrams did not. So what's to be said for that? And then, of course, you know, um, when a black male voice on the left says something that they don't like, uh, their love affair is over. The, they become dangerous. You know, this is a, a smear campaign against them, all this other stuff. And and I've taken a look at Killer Mike's Twitter feed, and he's been battling off, you know, people, you know, on, on Twitter for the past couple of days, right? This is what happens when you're a black male liberal and you step out of line. And I did a tweet about this the other day. And what people are really starting to figure out, I think that with a lot of black men that consider themselves liberals or, or you know, at least mainstream Democrats, whatever that means nowadays, they're starting to get the memo. And I've seen them start migrating to my social pages. I've seen them start popping up on my Twitter feeds. Like I've seen them start popping up on my Instagram. These people are popping up more than I think that they have been over the past four years. And what a working class black man in this country is starting to realize, I'm not talking about paid black liberals. Um, I'm not talking about people that are paid to go on cable news to promote Democrats. I'm not talking about DNC workers. I'm not talking about people who run for office as Democrats uh, and then became cable news commentators. I'm not talking about these people. What your average working class black man is starting to realize is that these people have nothing for him. If he is not gay, uh, if he is not going to literally get on, get on his hands and knees and allow for his back to literally be stepped on by a black woman that they are trying to elevate to the biggest positions of power among African-Americans on the left. Um, if he's not any of these things, um, certainly uh, if he's not 
if he's somebody that's an entrepreneur, <laughs> if he's somebody that has to play, pay taxes as an entrepreneur, these people are starting to realize that the Democrats have nothing for them. And not only do they not have anything for them, the second that they step out of line, the second that they actually start talking about their concerns, uh, whether they be concerns as a working class person, whether they be concerns as an entrepreneur, then they get cast aside by the left, by Democrats. And and I'm going to break this down a little bit more with Delano in the next segment. I think that he'll have a lot to, to say about this. But there's something about, fundamentally, in the Black community in, in general, there is a matriarchal structure. Women are the head of the household in Black communities. Uh, women are the heads of the household, and, and you can take that back to, and Delano will speak more to this, uh, you can take that back to when, you know, uh, there were more government benefits available if there was no father in the house, right? And this stuff goes back decades. But now it is flipped to where black communities and black families are operating under a matriarchal structure. And I've said this before, that in the black community, um, the women are men and the men are children. So these men are infantilized. These men are not allowed to be men. And a lot of these men, especially in the lower income inner city black communities, are not acting like men. I will tell you, I personally know via... I personally know there are black men who will literally sit there and have black women work their fingers to the bone and just not do anything. And the, like this is behavior that is accepted in the community. And that's the real talk that nobody wants to talk about. But if you are a black man that is strong, entrepreneurial minded, probably, you know, religious, Christ minded, like all of those different things. These men are starting to open, are starting to realize that Democrats don't have anything for them. They don't have anything to offer them. They don't have anything to show to them. Uh, their policies do not work for them. Their policies don't work for anybody that's an entrepreneur. Their policies are not going to work for you. Their policies are only going to work uh, for black men who are deadbeats anyway. So if you want to smoke weed all day and you want to live in the projects uh, and you're a black male, then the, then the Democrats are all about you, okay? But the problem that they even have with the deadbeats is that they can't get the deadbeats to the polls. And this is something that they are going to be dealing with over the next decade because I'll tell you, over the past, what, I would say ever since Trump went down that escalator in, in 2015, we have heard time and time and time and time and time again, uh, that anybody that votes Republican is a white supremacist, and anybody that votes Republican is racist. Uh, if you're black and are conservative or vote Republican, then you are self-hating, you are an Uncle Tom, you are a coon, you are all of these different things. So we've had the onset, mentally ill, you know, all, all of this stuff. So we've had, we, we've seen all of this before. And we've been seeing it uh, for the better part of at least the past, I would say since I started doing this, like I started doing this in 2018. And I think that it didn't really like the rhetoric against black Republicans really didn't start getting crazy until Trump won. Because there were people that were even doing this like way before I did that were on the Trump train, like no matter what. And so 
a lot of a lot of this hatred and a lot of this vitriol and a lot of that stuff started to become directed at black people, right? And even since 2018, since I have been doing this, it's like we've hit the apex of this stuff because people have been hearing this stuff for the past four years. And so it's okay. We've heard it all before. These black men on the left, they've heard all of this stuff before. And so in their mind, they're like, okay, so you have all these names for me. You're calling me all these different things because I don't vote for Democrats because that doesn't work for me. What does that mean? And so black people, black men are starting to figure this out. They're starting to figure out that uh, Democrats don't have anything for them. And so when Stacey Abrams loses, and I have 100%, I have no doubt that she will lose. Uh, the Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock thing, I, I do not know. That can really go either way. If you ask me, I think Walker has a shot. Okay. So now you have, and I think that black men will be uh, the decisive figures in these votes. They are sounding the alarm. They, Abrams is not polling well among black men. Warnock's support for black voters is down 12 point from black voters is down 12% from what he did to get in there just a year ago. Remember this is a special election. And all the prop- all the MSNBC propaganda, all the mainstream propaganda in the world has not really been able to prop him up. He's not a strong candidate. So these two races will be very interesting because this is what I think is going to happen. This is what I think. I've become more bullish as of late with this idea that Republicans will take back both the House and the Senate. And I'm going to be paying very close attention to these two races. And my prediction is this. I think Warnock is going to lose. I am certain that Abrams is going to lose. And when that happens, it will be blamed on black men. And I think that that's going to be completely hysterical. Because now you're going to start seeing, there's going to be a lot of infighting on the left. Because now you're going to start seeing... Uh, the paid black male liberals that have to be pro, pro trans, pro LGBT. Oh yeah, rah rah black women. You know, pro BLM. The the paid black male liberals that have to be for everything that these people have wanted them to be for. All right. Now they're going to be put in the position where hmm. Now am I going to join the 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 choir in? debasing and downing these black men and calling them everything but a child of God because they did not vote for Democrats? Or are we really going to start asking why this happened? This is what I think. I think that for the next two years, it's going to be, they're going to continue down the the name calling, the coon, the debasing, all of that other stuff. They're going to continue down that path. And then when a Republican becomes elected president in 2024, which I absolutely believe will happen, I think that it's more likely with some candidates than others, but I think that it will happen either way. Then they're going to have to do some soul searching because then they won't be in power for a very, very long time. And they're going to have to ask themselves why. So those are my thoughts up next. I'm going to talk to Delano Squires about what he thinks about all this stuff. And I think that he's going to have uh, some very fascinating input about all this. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I told you I was going to have a guest on today. I've been talking about um, the ideas presented in this man's piece for the past 20 minutes. We might as well speak to the man himself. Uh, this is Delano Squires. Delano has been around for a long time. Um, he is a contributor with The Blaze, with the Jason Whitlock Show. He's a research fe- fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, very brilliant guy. Delano, thanks for joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me, Rob. I appreciate the, the opportunity. Exactly. Okay. So what I've been talking about this episode is Democrats are losing black men. And I got this idea from the episode from your piece. And I want to talk to you about what your ideas are in terms of why this is happening on the left right now with Democrats. Yeah. So, I mean, some people want to make it seem as if this is a mass defection of the from Democrats. I wouldn't characterize it that way. Um, what I would say is that when you have close to 20% of black men voting for President Trump in 2020, after he's been called a racist for the last for the four years prior, that should be a wake up call that things are shifting, at least on a national level. Obviously local politics are different, um, different regions, different cultures, different um, policy priorities on a state or local level. But one of the, what I argue in my piece is that fundamentally what's at the root of this shift is um, a worldview issue. And that worldview issue is that masculinity is toxic. Um, Women save the world. Matriarchy is ideal. And all of those things you find in spades on on the left. Um, Democrats, as a a matter of policy and rhetoric, feel comfortable attacking men, and certainly with black men, I don't know, you've seen this, and I linked to a couple of different um, articles and videos where in 2020, it was black men voted for Trump because they want access to white patriarchy and power. Mm -hmm. Um, They voted for Trump because they hate black women. President Obama said they voted for Trump because black men, you know, they have hip hop goggles on and they like the bling and the flash. And now in 2022, when it comes to Stacey Abrams, it's, it's um, you know, um, black men should get in line behind black women and vote for Abrams because she's the best for the black community. Right. And everything you see there uh, sort of reinforces the same message. Black women lead, black men follow. And I think a, a number of guys are starting to see that that is what the party is up to and are starting to be open and consider 
other alternatives. Now they may do it for different reasons than I may think that they should. Yeah. They may say, well, I don't want to vote Democrat because they don't provide tangibles. But I would argue if somebody gave you a thousand dollars a month, but they said to get it, you have to accept abortion on demand and drag queens in every school, would you take it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a different issue. But but I think part of it is just the, the left has a, a certain fundamental resentment towards uh, men. And, and I think they're making that resentment more open uh, and more publicly known now. So I, so I have a question. And first of all, you had made that point. It was a really brilliant point you made about Obama because he said, oh, these black men were attracted to Trump because of the bling bling and the hip hop. Number one, like how patently offensive is that, first of all? Um, and I would expect no less from Obama, who was never really around black people until his early 20s anyway. Uh, so that, that's, that's first of all. Um, and, and second of all, what I wanted to ask you is this. My theory mm-hmm. is it's going to get worse before it gets better in terms of the ways in which uh, Democrats denigrate black conservatives, particularly black male conservatives, you know, the Coons, the Uncle Toms and all that stuff. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've been at this for about four years. I, I've seen that talk kind of intensify for the past four years. I don't think that they're automatically going to stop um, and look in the mirror and do some reflection mm. in terms of why they are losing these people. Do you think that they will or do you think that they're just going to triple down on this stuff? And how long do you think they're going to triple down? Uh, I think what will happen in certain races, and I'm keeping my eye on Georgia, right? If Stacey Abrams does not win and you find that some number of black men went towards Governor Kemp, you already know how that's going to play out in media. Yeah. If black men had done what they were supposed to do, mm-hmm. if they had followed black women, we would have Stacey Abrams in, 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 the, in the governor's mansion. It's their fault. It's, you know, they, they need to follow us being, you know, black women. Yeah. So I, I do see them doubling down, particularly if she loses that race and it's a close contest and either some black men stay home or if they break for Kemp in ways that they didn't on the last go round. But self-awareness is not one of the less strong suits. Yeah. Right. They, they are much more likely to say, well, we're not wrong. You you're wrong. You just need to change the way you think and where you speak and the way you act. Listen to us and everything will be better. So I I see it getting worse for them. Um, I would argue it creates an opportunity for the right. I'm not sure if the right is going to take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, and I'm also not making the argument that every uh, black man or black person or any person should vote Republican or for any other candidate. Yeah. My, my, I actually take a different approach completely, which is every voter needs to know what their values are first. Yeah. And then they take that value ticket into the marketplace of ideas and you find whatever elected official you feel best represents those things but and that's a very too often what we point. do is something different yeah, yeah, yeah and that's an interesting point because what you're saying is that and you're and that's interesting because you're like i'm not going to tell you to vote for republicans i'm not going to tell you for De- vote for democrats i'm going to tell you to vote for anybody vote your personal values and i Correct. think that what has happened with a, a lot of people on the left right now is that they've confused skin color with values um, and they've mm. confused sort of gender with values and they've confused, you know, all these immutable characteristics that we have, they've confused those things with their own personal values. 
And mm-hmm. that 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 is where the confusion lies. So there is an interesting part of this piece that you dive into with the Moynihan report and all that stuff. And yes. because of what I wanted to ask you about was why do you think that the black community is so matriarchal in structure? It and and it is. And I talked earlier in the show about I personally know I've got black women in my family. That I mean, like I know black women that just support just no good men, and they mm. put it on their backs, like they carry everything on their backs while men just sit around and do nothing, right? And so mm. there's historical context to that, and I want you to speak to that, and and I want I want to ask you why you think that is. Sure, I, I think that's a great question. It's a question that Moynihan tried to dig into in his report. He, he he talked about the effects that slavery had on the black community in terms of bre- breaking it up. And I do think that there's, the black family, excuse me, I think there's something to be said about that. Um, I also, and I know you know this because you're a student of history, the black family was stronger in 1920 in terms of married two parent families than it is and certainly in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think the entire question can be answered by slavery, but he he looks at slavery he looked at economic conditions. He looked at urbanization. Um, I think when you move from a more um, agricultural and sort of blue collar workforce to a more knowledge based workforce, uh, you have more opportunities for women to enter the workforce. And, and when that's the case, they have less of an uh, economic incentive to, to marry men you know, or certainly marry before having children. So I think there are a number of different factors, obviously cultural factors, sexual revolution in the 1960s. There are a number of factors that help explain how we got to a certain point. But I would argue that the way culture works is sort of, you know, when you're a kid, you're watching the the cartoons and, you know, um, somebody's pushing the snowball down the hill and and turns into avalanche. At a certain point, you don't need to keep pushing anymore. It it just moves on its own momentum. Yeah. Um, and, And culture works that way where if, if a particular phenomenon lasts long enough and is widespread enough, no one has to tell you to do it. You just know, well, what we do in this neighborhood is when a girl gets 17, 18, 19, you know, she has a baby with a boyfriend. And part of the reason she doesn't mind is because a baby may be the first time that she feels like she's being loved by someone unconditionally, right? So there are a number of factors, I think, that got us to this place. When you, Once you get into uh, you know, the 20, I'd say past 2016, there's some other factors that I think are keeping us in this place. And you you had some criticism for President Obama. One thing I give him credit for, he was open about his support of marriage and nuclear family. Yeah. Now, whenever he was, he'd get hammered by his left flank. Yeah. And the party has gotten the message. So now no one talks about marriage and the nuclear family as it relates to um, positive economic and social outcomes. So, oh yeah, you start sounding like. I think that, correct, correct. They've ceded that ground to conservatives, and, and I think we should actually take it right, take the gift that they've given us. But it, it's it's so it's a complex set of factors. But one thing I'll say is this, and I said this in the piece: there's some neighborhoods, you know, whether it's Southeast DC, um, South Side of Chicago, North Philly, East Harlem where there are virtually no children being raised by married by their married biological parents. Mm-hmm. And the government has stepped in to play the role of father 
um, by providing financial support to these women and their children. Um, and that has become a, a cultural norm in some neighborhoods. I'm not saying it's every neighborhood, and I'm definitely not saying it's every majority black neighborhood, but it's enough that if, if you go to enough cities, you know, or large or small, you know exactly which neighborhoods I'm talking about, right? So I think at this point, it, it's become a cultural norm. And obviously, with 70% of black kids being born out of wedlock, that, that is the norm at this point. Yeah, you know, that's unfortunate. And um, you, you brought up something earlier and you said, uh, you know, I, you don't know if, you know, all these black men that are sort of defecting are immediately going to, you know, come and vote Republican. I mean, I say this all the time with people. I do not necessarily believe so either. I don't know, like, honestly, and I, and I tell my problematics this all the time, right? Or what I say about candidates that I believe in, the Republican Party, conservatism, whatever, um, I don't know that Republicans necessarily care. I'm not entirely mm. sure. And, and this is somebody, and I've been in conservative politics and in media for the past four and a half years, and I have not, I don't really get the sense that they do care. So my, my final question to you is, if these numbers are going down, which they are, do Republicans, and, and let's just, we'll switch it over and we'll talk to hardcore politics as opposed mm -hmm. to just conservative ideas. What, can they do to reach out to these people instead of mm -hmm. just depending on depressed turnout? Because that's one way that they're going to win. They're going to win is they're just going to depress black turnout uh, because people correct, are just, correct. they're not going to vote for Democrats. Uh, they're not going to vote for Republicans. They're just not going to vote at all. So what can Republicans mm -hmm. really do in your estimation to attract these people? And I'm going to specifically talk about, about black men. Yeah, that's a good question. And obviously again, on a state and local level, the, the, those calculations look different, right? I grew up in New York City. There weren't many Republicans to vote for at all, right? So you may you may just get a slightly um, moderate Democrat, certainly in the 1990s. So one is you have to be there. Yeah, You can't cede the ground. You can't run away. You can't run away from all of our problems. Um, but on a national level, one of the things I think they can do is to, to appeal to men's masculine nature and, and say something to this effect, right? Let's say I'm a Republican Senator and I wanna reach out to men, particularly black men. Let's say I, I go into whatever part of my state, concentration of black men, and they come out, they wanna listen to me. And I say, look, a vote for the Democrats is a vote to give them more power. They get to decide where your kid goes to school. They get to decide whether you get to work based on their job policy. Yeah. Right. They get to decide whether you can walk down the street safely on, on, you know, whether they want to fund or defund the police. So a vote for them makes you makes them big. If you vote for me, I want to get out of your way. Um, I want you to decide where your child goes to school. I'm going to vote for school choice. I'm going to vote for education savings account. Um, I want you to be able to work in your barbershop. Right. In your mechanic shop without having to, to get some experimental medication. Um, and I want you to feel safe in your own community. Safety is not just for the white folks who live in the suburbs. It's also for you who lives in, in the center city. So if you vote for me, I become small and you become big. Mm. So this is it's a simple question. Do you want to be big or do you want to be small? You can keep voting for them and they'll keep playing the role of your mama. Or you can vote for your, you could, a vote for me is a vote for you because now I put the power back in your hands and you can decide how to use it 
And I, because I see you as more than just a voter. And Rob, you know this, when you hear the Democrats talk, all they say, vote, 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 mm-hmm. vote. That's the only thing that they present black folk. And my thing is this, is like, no, you're talking to men all in different circumstances, but some of these guys are husbands and fathers and yeah. coaches and entrepreneurs and, and community leaders. I think a, a smart conservative would appeal to them on that level and not just speak to them as voter because the way the left is set up, they have shrunk the black men, made us so small that they can, we can fit on, 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 on a ballot. That's how small they see us. Mm. When they talk about black women, they say, you save democracy. Yeah. When they talk about black men, it's fall in line, get in line, do what your women tell you. So I would appeal to men's masculine nature um, in that respect and then present the policy options and then explain to them why you know, they're, they're better for you in the long run. Um, and, I, and I would do it that way. And again, you're not going to get 90% of black guys voting Republican in 2028, yeah. but you might get 30. Yeah. You might get 35. You might get 35. You might get 40. Yeah, they don't like, they don't like playing the long game. And I remember a lot of them are, uh, were complaining that the black vote only t- ticked up like maybe one percentage in 2020. And people are just throwing their hands up. Oh, we did all this, blah, blah, blah. It, it's long game. And what they don't understand is that Democrats have been planting these seeds for decades. But Correct. that that's all the time we have right now. No, thanks a lot for this conversation. Incredible. Sure. Um, tell the people where they can find you online. I know that they're going to want more. Sure. Um, as I said, you know, I, I write twice a week for the Blaze. Easiest place to follow me is on Twitter. That's where I spend most time trying to stay out of trouble, varying degrees of success. Yeah. Uh, at Delano Squires, D-E-L-A-N-O-S-Q-U-I-R-E-S, all one string. All right. Thanks a lot, Delano. People, check them out. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Problematics, thank you so much for joining me. As always, you can find Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.